What's going on, everybody? This is the Jerry One Podcast. This is episode number two of the Jerry One Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Police. Uh, as you can tell, this is a video podcast. I am doing this video podcast from my room, which is a total mess right now. As you can see, I got some fantasy trophies behind me. We do not have fantasy trophies yet, but we are hoping to get some soon. Those are my dad's fantasy trophies, even though I think. Pretty sure, yeah. This one says, who's your daddy? This is actually written back in 2011. Pat Russo's first fantasy football championship. First ever Jerry One championship right here. But anyway, get you right into the show. We got a special show here today. Um, We got our first guest. His name, you've heard his name before. He's my podcast co-star on FingerLeaks1.com. Paul Russo will be stopping by to give his thoughts as last Sunday, this is Monday, July 20th is when we're filming this. You're watching this on July 21st, 2020. We just had our draft, fantasy baseball draft. Jerry Wan is back. Had our draft on Sunday. Paul's here to discuss his draft. I'm here to discuss week one matchups. Um, you know, we're going to break down every matchup later on in the show. Uh, and we're going to, yeah, it's going to be a good show. We're going to discuss everyone's draft, see how I, you're going to get my opinion on how you did. I know everyone thinks they drafted good, but we'll get right into it, I guess. So we have that. We have Paul. We have a great show ahead of us. And if you want to be on the show, we're going to Zoom. I'm Zooming with Paul on this episode. So if you want to be on the next show, I don't have a guest listed right now for the next show, which will be next Tuesday, July 28th, I believe. And so if you want to be on the show, zoom in. We'll zoom in. We'll get you on. But let's get right into it. Jerry One Podcast episode number two, baby. We have a man here that needs no introduction, but we're going to give him one anyway. This man is a Jerry One legend. He's played, he's now onto his 18th season in Jerry One Fantasy, Fantasy Sports. He's got 162 wins, which is second all time, only because I have three more wins than him because I've played <laughs> way, two more seasons more than him. So 162 wins is best day I think he out there is his 13 career playoff wins, two more than my brother Matt. Um, this man's name is Paul Russo. Paul, thanks for coming on. How you doing? You being safe? Yeah, no problem. Thanks for uh, having me on. Um, yeah, doing good, being safe. Um, all the fun stuff. Ready to get uh, baseball going here. Uh, obviously. Um, I don't know if it's spoiler technically, but with, you know, excited draft last night for Jerry One Baseball. Uh, um, and yeah, just excited to get that going and um, get prepped up. Football hopefully is right around the corner. So. Appreciate you uh, having me on. Yeah, you're our first guest, so this is a little Finger Lakes One reunion on the Jerry yeah. One podcast. And uh, yeah. so there's been 1,277 career games in Jerry One Fantasy Sports history. We combined have 327 of those wins, and we yeah. are the, and we are the only two owners to win multiple championships in other Jerry One leagues. I 
for one, just need to win the fantasy football league at some point before I get <laughs> any kind of respect. You know, I haven't made the playoffs since 2014, so you know, you know, fantasy baseball, as you mentioned. We just did our draft last night. You guys are watching this on Tuesday, so it was two days from now. But yeah, Sunday Paul, night. Probably should have um, done a little bit more on that. Yeah, Paul, you are back in Jerry One Fantasy Baseball. You took a year off. You were there for the inaugural year. You know, you we didn't know really know what to expect in that league, but uh, you have a fantasy football championship. Obviously, you're a five-time yeah. champion in Jerry One. Three fantasy footballs, one basketball, one hockey. So baseball is literally like your last step becoming to becoming the first owner to get the career grand slam, I guess we could say. So if you win fantasy baseball this year, you, you've done it all. Yeah, the, uh, kind of like Thanos getting all the Infinity Stones, you know. Yeah, uh, as much as I love baseball, fantasy baseball for me has kind of been um, – Pretty hit and miss, I guess. A little bit of a bittersweet relationship. Um, you know, obviously when I agree to this, I thought, you know, we we're going to have the full season. I'm guessing that's probably something we'll talk about a little bit um, going forward here with the pod. But, um, yeah, you know, anticipated the 162. <laughs> obviously not going to happen here. Uh, so it should make for an interesting deal. Um, this is obviously the first time for – let alone Jerry one, but any fantasy sports league to have to operate and plan and um, implement stuff under a shortened season of any kind, um, which makes things a little bit more interesting, a little more challenging. I think, um, you know, whether it's me or you or, or Matt or whoever, you know, is, is in the league this year, I think that'll make uh, the championship, a lot more satisfying to win, um, you know, even like in the real deal, you know, in the real, in the real game, you know, everybody's saying like how that should be an asterisk. Well, yeah, it probably should be an asterisk for not the reasons that they're thinking, but for the challenge um, that will be um, to, to get the championship under these circumstances, uh, you know, we're playing, playing through a pandemic. Um, you don't know, you know, who will go down at, at what time, you know, not just injury now, but with, uh, with COVID-19, if, if that should happen, uh, you don't know how long you will be out for, uh, which makes everything more challenging in a 66 day time frame. Yeah. And you mentioned short season. So for Jerry one fantasy baseball this year, we usually do about 18 game season. I say games, they call them matchups, but I say games, 18 game season, this year it's only a seven, and usually it's a two-week playoff format for each matchup. And usually five teams make it, but we're only doing four, and it's only one week. So it's seven weeks of regular season, one week of semifinals, and one week of finals for four playoff teams. And if you're the five through eight seed, so if you make the playoffs, you get your money back. You win the third-place game, there will be a third-place game. You win that, you get $10, you'll come out with 30 If you come in second place... You'll get thirty dollars. Come out with fifty, and if you win it all, you, you get a hundred or hundred twenty, yeah, yeah. hundred forty. But it, the five through eight seed in the regular season to keep people interested through this short season. Yeah. Uh, the five through eight will play a four game tournament, and the winner of that gets their money back as well. So. 
So, Paul, we just had the draft on Sunday. Yeah. You, uh, with the pandemic and the year off from the league, that was 844 days since you drafted (laughs) Jerry in fantasy baseball. So, a little, maybe a little rust, but, you know, you had the second overall pick. um, Mm -hmm. And we won't even talk about your other team. This is a new Paul team. (laughs) We're not talking about that 2018 fantasy baseball team that was 5-13 in the sixth place. Uh, we're, because you drafted a whole different team. I even checked the roster. Whole <laughs> different team. You know, you have clean house. And, uh, you had the second overall pick, right? Fine. Fletch in his auto pick. Who forgot. Yeah, the draft yeah. started. I have confirmed Fletch forgot. Cause we had three auto picks last night. Fletch forgot the start of the draft. Johnny texted me this morning or yeah, this afternoon or whatever. And he was hung over and fell asleep. <laughs> and then my college friend Blake had problems with accounts. So three guys that were somewhat auto picked. Fletch did pop up later, but I'll say mostly all draft because Johnny picked. Uh, I think through like the first three or four rounds, he was there, give or take. Yeah. So, so Paul had the second pick. Fletch had the first pick. So Fletch got Mike Trout with auto pick. Yeah. Paul went with Garrett Cole, New York Yankees new ace. Paul for just. Go off. What was your strategy coming in, and what went into the decision taking Cole? Well, yeah. So when I logged on, I saw they had the second pick. So and obviously with with our league specifically, um, being such a pitcher, uh, the, the importance being I'm pitching. Um, I it's really, a points league. It's a points yeah. league instead of like in typical fantasy baseball league. You see like categories, but we do points. But yeah. Yes. So so I was anticipating in all honesty taking Jake Degrom at number two. Um, instead of Cole, because I figured Fletch would take Cole. And yeah, as, the seconds were, were, as the seconds were winding down, uh, we have the minute and a half. Um, so like, I'm really about to get Garrett Cole in this deal. Um, so that he was my probably thing. would have took him too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing because I was all in on on Degrom at that point, seeing that I'd pick number two, and it's now like Degrom's a terrible number two pick. I mean, hell, I think you can make the case to to take him number one overall, even. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, obviously the, uh, can be on the draft went with Trout and, uh, that left the door open. I think I made my pick in about two, uh, two seconds on my end, probably closer, probably like three or four on everybody else's end. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the pick. Garrett Cole, you know, you look at, um, let alone, you know, his body of work last year, um, and, you know, it, this is going to be interesting, I think, uh, statement with you being here, being a Pirates fan. But you look at his career progression, um, and I was able to see him, you know, play live in person, not in person, but on TV, uh, you know, going to college in Erie, I, I would get the Pittsburgh games. Um, you know, he he's a guy that, you know, he certainly did have his struggles early on. Uh, admittedly, he will even say that. Uh, but, you know, the stuff's always really been there. I mean, he had signs of great brilliance even in Pittsburgh, and then uh, that first year in Houston, and then, you know, last year just, I, I think, took the leap that a lot of people were hoping and expecting that he'd take. Um, and, you know, you look at you look at uh, sitting where I was at number two, uh, no-brainer, no-brainer to me, especially in a pitcher premium league uh, such as ours. Yes, yeah, this league, you know, there's 12 teams in this league this year. If you got an ace... He's a guy that can go out every 
once or twice a week, he'll get you 30 points. You know, he's and especially Garrett Cole. He's going to be this probably the strikeout up there for the strikeout lead again. Uh, and you know, in, even in 60 games, and and we've seen the league develop. When you were in the league the first time, seven of the first eight picks were all hitters, and that was what we knew was a pitcher's league. Now there was half half the picks in the first round were pitchers this year. So, and Paul, you went with Garrett Cole at number two, and then second. Uh, Second and third rounds, you went Rafael Devers, number 23 overall, and Shane Bieber got another pitcher right there for you, right behind Cole, number 26. What do you think about those two? Yeah, I'm pulling my roster up now. But, um, so I had, like, not not a true back-to-back, but I had that de facto back-to-back uh, with Fletcher being on auto-pick for, for a while, so I could kind of tee it up the way I ever really wanted it. Um, Devers coming off, you know, his best year last year, um, Really no-brainer. I mean, he's just a really great hitter that does have power, um, and that will help. Um, and then, I mean, I've been a big Shane Bieber guy since he first came up. Uh, now, you know, literally just about two years ago. Um, you know, he's got good stuff. Uh, definitely will be the ace of the Indian staff uh, this year. And definitely moving forward, I think he's going to be probably the guy that they'll, uh, you know, hitch the horses to and go. Um so, I mean, you know, this going to sound, you know, maybe a bit bad that I'm going to say it this way, but, you know, look at Bieber and you hope that he doesn't have, you know, the sophomore slump. But I think what will help him, obviously, is, you know, the shortened season. The shortened season such as this a key um, in fantasy this year. Um, and, you know, I, I think we'll talk about that moving forward as we get further down, you know, like the picks and the way the draft kind of, kind of went. Because there was certainly a – Certainly a different flavor, I think, that we had uh, drafting this year than, you know, obviously I wasn't there last year, but, you know, any year that you would have a full-fledged 162 season, um, just, you know, certainly, you know, obviously we've mentioned it being such a pitcher premium league, but um, the thing that I noticed and picked up on was, you know, a lot of the main guys, the guys that you would expect um, were taken right away. And then instead of maybe risking a pitcher, um, you know, a guy that you're not maybe 100% too sure on, but shown promise, you're taking your for sure hitters right away. And then, you know, it's in the mid rounds is when you start getting a bit funky with that. And, um, you know, I was certainly in the back of my mind, not just at the beginning of the draft, but the whole draft, um, you know, so certainly on the back, de facto back to back for me right there, um, my decisions were pretty easy in my mind to take Devers and Bieber. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, not to get a little off track, I, I was just wondering, yeah. since you didn't play fantasy baseball, did you play any type of fantasy baseball? Yeah, so I, I'm i big on DraftKings during baseball season. Um, you know, with, with my work hours, you know, obviously right now during with the pandemic still, still being furloughed. Um, you know, I, I'm usually up. I'm a, I'm a night owl for the most part anyway. But my work hours normally, especially during the week, Monday through Thursday, being, you know, noon to nine and Friday having regular kind of like, you know, office hours being eight to five. Um, you know, I'll get home, you know, Monday through Thursday and I'll be watching West Coast and it opens up your eyes a little bit. And so I was able to pick up on that right away last year and, you know, kind of made pretty good headway doing these um, DraftKings lobbies, especially on the West Coast, uh, you know, you certainly certainly helps, you know, you turn on MLB Network and you see guys they may not hear about, you know, you know, for us locally, 
speaking. Um, you know, Tim LaCastro, who for the Diamondbacks, who played in Auburn, who Auburn native played college at Ithaca. Um, you know, you know, he, you hear about guys like that and it opens up your eyes. And, you know, like last year I had, I took him in my fantasy lineup in DraftKings and in uh, daily formats for about two and a half weeks when he was really hot before the price became uh, not worth it anymore to take the risk on him. Uh, but, you know, I, I was certainly doing, you know, fantasy, not, not in our degree that we're used to, you know, at least with us anyway in the Jerry Wadden, but I was, I was keeping up with doing the daily fantasy stuff and doing tournaments and draft games. Nice. And a couple other players that I just want to talk about that yeah. you drafted. Um, one, you drafted at pick number 50, uh, a guy who no other owner has to deal with this guy, Shohei Otani. Yeah, Shohei Otani. Uh, what? So I don't know if you know the rules with him. I'm pretty, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty I standard. Do. If yeah. he's pitching, you can only get pitching stats if you put him as a pitcher. If you want to put him as a hitter, you can only get hitting stats. Usually, he does. Does he? Does he hit when he's pitching? Yeah, he'll he'll be pretty much uses DH um, exclusively. I'm I'm sure I'll get time in right field. You know, uh, potentially if they gotta put him out there. Um, uh, do you want me to answer like my thinking on taking him or? Yeah, yeah. Talk yeah. a little bit about. Yeah. So. Um, you know, going into the draft, he was ranked 90th overall, uh, just in the overall player list. Uh, I took him at 50. Really, in my mind, the only true reach I had in the draft. Um, but my my thinking on it was, you know, you know, he's guaranteed to pitch once a week. Uh, Joe Madden, the new Angels manager, said they'll stick him to a Sunday schedule only, uh, which is actually what they do in Japan. Um, the ace of the staff pitches Sundays only. Um, so they're going and they're sticking with that, um, which I think will definitely help his game. Obviously, he was a great pitcher before. Uh, he had to have Tommy John uh, about a year and a half ago now. Um, you know, he missed pitching all of last year. He was able to hit by the end of the year. Um, but you know what you can get from him off the mound? Um, it'll be interesting to see what he does Tommy John-wise, but I think having such a limited season overall this year is going to help. Um, you're not going to have to worry about true innings limit. Uh, really with any pitcher I don't think too much this year. Uh, A guy like Shohei, that works out perfectly. And then you know what he does with the bat. Um, Puts the ball in play a lot. Does have power. He's a great pull hitter. uh, But he does slap it down the left field line. Uh, He has great control of the bat. So I thought it was worth the risk. Um, Not to say it was a block pick. But, you you know, I was certainly worried about someone like you or Matt. Uh, certainly making that pick before because um, as much as I love uh, having back-to-backs, I mean, that's the way I prefer to draft anyway, no matter the fantasy league. Um, you do, unfortunately, sit around for a while. Um, and that did burn me a couple times. You know, even that Shohei pick, I plan on taking Tatis Jr. and got burned by the auto pick for it. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said, that, that you have to kind of weigh your options a little bit there and, you know, Going back to being a pitcher prefer pitcher preference league, you know, um, certainly, you know, a guy like Shohei, you know, you I think it's a safe reach, and that was, you know, kind of like what I was saying. Obviously, being two way, it, it's a, it's a great, you know, it's a great option to have. You know, even if he's not doing good on pitching, you can keep him on the roster if he's having a great hitting or vice versa. You know, you don't have to worry about having to drop a guy and outright worry about 
if he just goes on a terror with another team and that burns you in the long run. Yeah, just hopefully he stays healthy. It's all the really key. And yeah, another I mean, that's guy. The key thing. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, just you finish up on Altani. Well, yeah, I was also kind of saying more. It's more of a general statement. That's really the key thing this year. Um, you know, with the ten day uh, IL IL um, this year, you know that that takes away such a big chunk if a guy's out um, more than any other time in baseball history, right? You're going to be missing one sixth of a year if you just miss ten days. Um, and you know, obviously the real world ramifications of it, but in fantasy, it's it's double because we, you know, we're only our regular season only consists effectively of about four weeks of ball before moving into the final two weeks of the season. And you have to plan on, for sure, obviously you'll have to make moves and ride the waiver wire, um, but you have to be smart with it. Um, if the guy does get hurt, do you waste the IL slot? Do you just outright drop them? It's, it's going to make for an interesting year. Yeah, and we do have two IL slots. I don't think we had that two years ago, so we do have two. I think it was just the one. Yeah, just two injured. We have two injured spots now. But uh, one other guy you want to bring up on your team, you got a lot of young guys on your team. Um, pick number 95, Bo Bichette. What do you see out of him this year? Yeah, I think um, – Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I'll – you know, the Blue Jays have really won – probably one of, if not the most interesting young core in baseball this year. Um obviously led by Bichette, Vlad Jr., and Kevin Biggio. Uh, but, you know, I expect Bo probably to be the best of the three. Uh, I think he's more poised than the other two to not go into a sophomore slump. Um, he didn't have a super tremendous high strikeout rate for a rookie, which is uh, a, a good sign. Um, you know, I, my thing, too, I think at that pick was I still needed a shortstop. Um, he popped up on the next, you know, the list, you know, when he come up on who was where and everything like that. Um, you know, I was all over him. You know, I, like I said, I really wanted Tatis Jr. got burned by the auto pick, uh, on that. Um, and you know, I, I, a guy like, you know, Boba Shett, you know, might work out better for me than taking Tatis Jr. as high as I wanted to take him in all honesty. You know, you sit back a little bit and think about it, you know, I was going to take Tati Jr. in about the fourth or fifth round. I ended up getting Bichette. Uh, what, pick 95 is what? I think the eighth round or something like that. So, yeah, something like that. So, it's going to work. You know, it, it's definitely, you know, not as big of a risk. And, you know, I think the ceiling is a little bit higher in that realm than taking um, a guy earlier where the ceiling is a lot lower. Yep. And one thing I did like about your draft is because I noticed this looking at a lot of the teams, you know, um, and you, me, and Matt, I, I think I would go out and we did this really well. We went out yeah. and got closers on our team. Yeah, we I was – not to toot our own horns here, not to interrupt either, but uh, I definitely thought we us three drafted the best. But, uh, yeah, and I was going to ask you who's your who's your biggest threat later, but uh, – um, yeah, not, I, not to toot our own horns, but, you know, I yeah. thought us three definitely drafted the best. But you, got, you, went, you went with Han, LeClerc, and Colomone? Yeah, Colome. Colome. Yeah, and um, and there's a couple guys in this league. I, I'll get to them later, but uh, yeah. they don't even have a true closer on their team. And, and I think it's just people, you know, experiencing the league, knowing the league, 
you know, it's nice to have a closer for a guy that can get you a save because a save is worth yeah. five points. And you also get the points for the stats in the inning that they pitch. So it's like it's nice to have those guys to get you some bonus points throughout the day. Yeah, so, you know, you know, LeClerc is actually a guy I kind of want to talk about a little bit because yeah. I am I am timid. I was timid to take him at the time, but I needed to get a reliever in there. Um, but you mentioned Colome. I, I think we know, you know, everybody knows pretty much about Brad Hand at this point. Um, but Colome actually had the, the major league best save conversion rate last year, um, which I don't think many people actually realize. Um, he only had 33 opportunities uh, by the time he was entered in the full closer role last year. Um, but he had, he had the best, you know, conversion rate of those, which is certainly an interesting deal. I look at, Look at now, and I took, you know, H.A. Puck was an interesting pick to me as well. Um, is he a looks star? Like he's actually on. Is he? So the, the A's are real playing, I think, are really using him in the bullpen more this year, coming off of his own Tommy John surgery. He's actually on the 10-day I out to put him on today. So I'm going to be already in an interesting spot there. Um, so, but, yeah, you know, I, I kind of looked at it, and then I also took the guy in my last pick, Tyler uh, Rogers, who is the brother of Taylor Rogers, the the Minnesota closer, and even he's in you know spots to get saves this year. The way it sounds with Gabe Kapler uh, in San Francisco now, so you know it goes back to obviously scoring with the pitching. Um, to me, you know, you know a guy top of my head just to bring it up. You know, it's not like he's a bad pick by any means, but you think of a guy like Zach Britton, you know, he he's not in that true closer's role. His save opportunities will be so few and far between anyway. Um, is he going to get a lot of action most weeks? Yeah, I, you know, he'll be a guy who's probably in there at least four times a week. Uh, but he's the setup guy, you know. He's not going to get the true save opportunities that a guy like LeClerc or Hand will have or Colomay will have. So uh, that was my thinking going through it. You know, there's to me um, – it didn't make too much sense to take like a middle of the road guy, you know, could he get you the strikeouts and everything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but he's not going to get you the major points that a save would. Yeah. And it, and when you, when you have like me and you and Matt taking three or four closers on a team and there's some MLB teams that don't even have a legit closer right now. No, I, 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 that's the thing. Fantasy yeah. teams, you know, that's 12 to 16. Yeah. That's like 12 closers just on our team. So, so it was. It was. It, you had to really go out and get a closer in this draft, and uh, and now let's talk about week one, Paul. It starts. Yeah. On, it starts on Thursday. It's a ten-day matchup. Okay, eleven-day, eleven-day matchup, eleven-day matchup with, um, and you are taking on a Jack Derue team. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot of history between the Paul versus Jack. You know, you know. I uh, just want to. Just a handful of matchups, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, he's two and all against you in fantasy baseball, but we're, this is this is new, you know. Yeah. Like you have the third hardest schedule by records of the first two years, but we could just throw all that out the door. Who cares? You know, this is a new season, fantasy. It's a new year, so let's look at this Jack team. Jack went Bellinger, Soto, and Morin as his first three picks in the draft. Uh, mm-hmm. Starting pitching is a little bit Jack's downfall, I would say. Um, he's got Blake Snell. A lot of questions with him. 
I was about to say, you're calling that a downfall because that's a very interesting starting pitching squad that he's got, in my opinion. I mean, what, what what's your mindset going to this game against Jack? Well, you know, I, I kind of look at his team and, you know, I, I, I do enjoy taking players from the same team. But he's no, I, I actually drafted Grinky and Verlander. So. Yeah. But, you know, he's got – I think pitching, you can do it a little bit better than hitting. Because um, I noticed, you know, going back to, like, DraftKings a little bit, I noticed last year, like, if, if you just get a, the matchup wrong, it really does burn you. Um, you know, for instance, he's got he's got a lot of the Dodgers in there. He's got Bellinger. He's got Lux. Scott Turner, um, you know, I not to say that's a bad thing, but you know, say for whatever reason you're going, and it's like say it's Sunday and it's coming down to maybe a, you know, anything less than like say a ten point battle or it could be a true swing. Um, and every and, game and means just, so much. Yeah, yeah, and they just run up on a pitcher who's, you know, not even so much maybe a no hitter, but it's just on someone where it's like a three or four hit game and they go the distance or something like that, that could really hurt you in the long run. You know, like I said, not to say that I didn't do it. I, you know, I believe I did it with um, Cleveland, actually. Actually, I could be wrong in that. No, yeah, I think I only, I only did it really with Atlanta. Atlanta's really my only overlap hitting-wise. Uh, but, um, you know, I, you know, hitting-wise, he does have a really good – he's got a lot of power in that lineup. Um, you know, just going down like Sanchez, Bellinger, Lux, Chapman, Polanco, Soto, Schwarber, Santana, Turner. Um, I mean, those guys are can all hit the ball out of the park. Um, and this pitching staff, especially this star, is really interesting. Got a guy in Zach Gallon on the Diamondbacks who I was that was a guy I was targeting on uh, the mid rounds. Um, and then you got obviously the Tampa Bay guys with Morton and Snell, uh, McCullers coming back. Uh, and then Chris Paddock, who, you know, I love for the Padres, great young arm. Uh, and then he has arguably the probably for sure two top five if, and for sure probably the best closer uh, in Kirby Yates as well as Giles for Toronto um, all in the got, starting. Uh, and you got to keep in mind, Jack's been, Jack's been in this league since the very beginning. So it's it's yeah. really – you notice that with experience, you know, you know Andrew Fletch, it was their first year – Couple other guys only on their second year. Jack's been here to begin. He's been to the finals. Uh, he knows what he's doing, and, and he's a big baseball fan, so he knows he knows baseball players. And um, yeah, I, I think it should be a good matchup between you two. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to everything. You know, baseball's such a fun and interesting deal. You know, fantasy wise, you know, so many options you can do. Um, you theoretically have a transaction a day available uh, in a given week, uh, which is going to be interesting. But, um, you know, and, you know, again, I mean, Jack's, you know, looking at his bench, he's got some great options there. You know, Yandy Diaz for Tampa Bay, Kana, Odor, DeYoung, and Hicks. You know, he's he's got himself a really good team. Yeah. And um, I just real quick um... – what do you have to say for your friend Andrew, who finally expanded into another Jerry One League? He just <laughs> did his draft this year. Andrew, what what do you what do you think about his team? What do you think about him expanding from fantasy football into baseball? 
I mean, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool that he's, you know, joining us in the other sports. Um, no, I thought overall he drafted pretty good, uh, really, for his first time, and obviously being, you know, in, in China, I mean, you don't... Yeah. And like you mentioned, you wanted DeGrom back. He actually got DeGrom dropped the eight. He got him with his first pick. Yeah, I mean, he drafted extremely well overall, uh, you know, in my opinion. Um, he did, he got to Grom, um, which, uh, you mentioned, uh, but his starting rotation in his pitching, um, they're good. In fact, you know, I think that might be his only weak spot is his pitching. Um, yeah, he's one of those guys. I don't think he really got a true closer. No, yeah, and I think he's kind of riding, um, the giant or the Texas guys a bit too much, Mike Miner and Lance Lynn. That's what I was, t- I was joking with them. I drafted Corey Kluber. And I was like, "You want yeah. Kluber? I'll try to make a trade for you." about the whole rotation. But 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 again, it's it's like what I said with Jack. You know, in in pitching, you can kind of get away with that over you know hitting instead. Um, you know, pitching obviously, if you just have a bad day, you have a bad day. You can reset and go ahead five days later, as opposed to you know hitting where you have three or four at bats a day, um, and if you. You know, you're in it every day, and if you're just in a funk, you're in a funk. Yep. So, Paul, it is time. Every guest that comes on this show is going to play my game. All right. And this game is called How Well Do You Know Your Fantasy Teams? As people know, I'm a big stats guy, so <laughs> it's five, five questions. First question is worth 10 points. It gets easier to harder. 10 points, 20 points, 30 points, 40 points, 50 points. Most you can get up to, I think, was 150. All right. 30, 60, 100, 150. Yeah, 150. So question one for 10 points. All right. Jerry won fantasy football, Paul. All you got to do is name two of the three owners you've beaten in a finals. Two of the three owners would be. You can name all three if you know them, but you only need two to get the 10 points. Well, Matt's won. I think that's actually the only time that I've beat Matt in the playoffs, actually, was in the championship the one year. Paul, Paul, that is wrong. Really? That is is wrong. I will give you a shot to get these two. Matt, you've never beaten in the finals, only the semifinals. Justin was the Vernon Davis here, right? Justin is one. Pat, the other? Pat won another one? Yep. You know the the other one. Uh, Andrew? It was me, Paul. It was me. You beat me in 2014, <laughs> Justin 2012, me 2014, and Pat 2015. 2014's, 2014's a while ago, man. <laughs> I know. 2015 was your last championship, man. Yeah. Well, I'll give football. I will give you the 10 points. First question. Okay. Right. Good. Excellent. Points. Thank you. For 20 points. You had the number one overall pick in the 2017 draft. Who did you select? Jerry won fantasy football. I was going to say, okay. Fantasy football, you had the first overall pick, 2017. Who did you select? 20 points. 2017. Let's see, that's bad. That's that's. I know it's much, late right now. I know that's, that's Well, no, I, the thing that I'm thinking of, it's pretty much only two football seasons ago, and I'm really struggling with that. Um, uh... It's probably a running back that burned me, so I'll go. I'll go Devonte Freeman. That is incorrect. It was Le'Veon Bell. I was close. It was a running back that burned me. <laughs> yeah, you were somewhat right, but at ten points. Next Doesn't question. Matter. 
30 <laughs> points. Um, okay, you played my college friend Nate Severance in yep. 2018. You played him in two different finals at the same time. Yes. What sport did you beat him in? I think that year I beat him in... 2018. This was your last championship that you Hold won. Hold on. I'm trying to remember right. You were playing them in two. Which one were you beat? Which one did you beat him in? You lost to him in one. Which one did you beat him in? I think I beat him in hockey. That is correct. Yeah. I was lost in basketball, but you that beat was, him in hockey. That was the last year that I did two basketball and two hockey, and I was in the finals in all uh, yeah, four, was, in all four you know, total leagues. If we had Jerry won documentaries, that those that that two weeks there that you two were playing in the finals in both leagues should be definitely uh, definitely an episode. The last dance. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Paul. Forty points right here. Your favorite league. You knew I was gonna have. To, you knew this was gonna be one of the later ones. Fantasy college basketball. Oh, jeez. I made it a little easier. Let's see if you can remember anything here. Who did you lose to in the semifinals of that year? The lone season. Who beat you in the semifinals? I have no idea. I can't remember everybody that was in that league anyway. So I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Probably shouldn't give hints for 40 points, but I will. Well, I was going to take a guess. He is someone in our fantasy football league. Jaron. No, incorrect. It was Justin. Ah. <laughs> All right. You still got 40 points. 50 points on the line here. You know. Um. Okay. This is this is a really tough question. This is gonna be. <laughs> I don't know. This is this is this is why I made it 50 points. But 2012 fantasy football. You were ten and two overall in the regular season. You finished eleven and three. You lost. You lost in the finals that year. What three owners did you lose to that year? Lost twelve. So remember, I lost. To- remember, it's a six-man league, so it's not that many options. Yeah. So I know I lost to Matt. Yep, in the finals. They're all different owners. Yeah, I lost to Matt. I believe I lost to you, didn't I? Yes, you lost to me. Now, can you make a stab at this last one? Who did you lose to? I think I lost to Andrew as well. Incorrect. Uh, I was probably you lost to me then. week four, Justin week five, yeah. and Matt in the finals. Um, you know what? You got, you got. I'll give you twenty-five points there. Oh, thank you. I would guy. Be, you know, it's the first episode. I'm being nice. I'm what a guy. Nice. So you <laughs> finished with 65 points. So what a guy. You know, you know your fantasy teams. But before you go, two thirds of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I can't wait to see other people try to do these questions, because I'm making them hard. <laughs> but uh, we can't we can't have you on the show unless we talk a little fantasy football. Yeah, absolutely. 10th uh, year of fantasy football coming up this year. Mm-hmm. You're a three-time champion. Um, and then, you know, like I just mentioned, 2015. It's been almost a near half decade since your last championship in that league. Yeah. But you've made some playoffs. you made some finals. Uh, it's just there's this Matt guy, Matt Felice. <laughs> you know, he's starting to really think that he is the top of the league. You know, He's got two championships. You have three. You still have him in that. Yeah. But 
if Matt wins another 10-man league championship, does he pass you? And what does Paul have to do this year? I think for me, you know, you look at kind of this year, the past year, really how it went. Um, I just, you know, I think, you know, I got caught up in trying to figure out uh, not so much my running back situation, um, you know, being such, you know, a running, you know, and this is the way all fantasy football is now, just being such a running back dominated deal, you can still find diamonds in the rough there and get, get away with it. I know two years ago I kind of rode Marlon back for the better part of about two and a half months. Um, but it's so hard to, to find consistent wide receiver play overall. Um, you know, I struggled, not struggle. You know, my older fantasy football league I play in, it's, it's a PPR league. Um, and I had Adam Thielen on there on my team. And, you know, even as a number one, he was, he was still struggling. And I think that's an issue that you run across now in, in, in football, especially the NFL that, you know, you, you, you certainly need to find the right wide receiver, the one that um, maybe doesn't necessarily fly under the radar, um, but really you need to take a look, you know, at, at, at the quarterbacks. And this year's going to be interesting because you do have a little bit of quarterback turnover, more so than, than we've seen really in the past probably five, five or so years. Uh, you know, guys like Brady, you know, obviously Brady, Phillip Rivers, uh, the two main ones on the move in that realm. But you need to see, you know, from the past year who they targeted. And you can still do that, you know, from an analytics standpoint, of, you know, from whether it's an X or a Y or somebody in the slot, what was their preference um, and who was their preference and go from there. You know, a guy that we talk about a lot, you know, this in conversation, a guy like Chris Godwin, um, does he – is he, you know, the guy you want to draft this year? Is he a guy that you do want to make sure you get on your team? And I don't know. I, I think he's turning into a guy, you know, certainly, and I'm just using it as an example, certainly a guy that, you know, I think a defensive coordinator school for sure target more than than usual. Um, so I think for me specifically, um, I guess maybe even a broader, you know, thing for fantasy football in general is, you know, you need to make sure that you do have the right wide receivers. You know, your wide out core is, is something that you can for sure trust and go forward with. Um, you know, for me, I, I, it's not like eight, I was eight and four, I believe last year, right. For football, something like that. Um, which isn't bad by any means. Obviously that's a playoff team, but you know, my, my biggest issue last year was wide receivers. Um, not say it was a revolving door, but you know, I had, I was willing to make a trade to give up one of my running backs to get a better wide receiver because, I mean, let's face it, you can, like I said, the running back, you can find the diamond in the rough so easy sometimes. You know, whether, you know, you look at the way teams are now, whether you sit with a guy the whole game or you have the platoon effect where it's a guy in on first down, a guy in on second down, running only, passing only, you know. That's why, like, a couple of years ago, a guy like Chris Thompson was so available with Washington that even though he was only on the field for less than a third of the time offensively, he was so worth it because he was such a targeted guy when he was on the field. Um, 
So I think wide receiver play for me is going to be a big deal. Um, you know, and, you know, if, if you if I can find the right guys, you know, I, I trust myself running back wise, you know, you know, last year, you know, drafting wise was, it turned out to actually be running back wise, not a good a super draft for me. I, I hit a home run in my opinion with Josh Jacobs uh, for the Raiders. Yes. I like and, and I really, really trusted the rookie in Chicago. I forget his name off the top of my Montgomery. head. Montgomery. Montgomery. And he had a couple of really promising games, but he ended up becoming a guy who was more so on my bench uh, towards the end of the year. And, um, you know, but I was able to get by because I had, you know, diamond and rough running backs that I could turn to if I needed to. Um and whether and whether you know that's that's a deal where they're they're on your team the whole year or they're just waiver wire guys for a week, you know you can get away with that. But you know again, really for me, uh, getting getting really good wideout play uh, is going to be the key for me. I think this year. Yep, and we got lots of Jerry One fantasy news, football news coming out soon. Yeah, I, you hope you know you mentioned another part. What, what's it going to take for me to win a championship? Well, I think we need football first and foremost. Absolutely, <laughs> it's supposed to be our tenth year this year, so it's it supposed to be. Yeah, the the, the COVID nineteen kind of threw a wrench into our our plans with this. Absolutely, and um, obviously with us, I, you know, the initial plan was getting to Vegas for for the draft. And that then, was our tenth year. Like we planned that. Currently, not going to happen. No, and it could be a bit some big news. There's been rumors about PPR. There's been rumors about expansion. There's always rumors about rule changes in our league, so. Well, I, I'm all in for PPR. <laughs> yeah, we know you're a big PPR activist. I'm a commissioner for the owners. I let the owners vote. Usually there's always an odd number because I'm always in the league, so whatever majority happens. So it'll be mm-hmm. 90 guys voting right now. So five people vote yes, gonna happen, so. But, uh, Paul, last thing I need to talk to say to you, there's always that debate. We know it's you and Matt, top two owners of fantasy football. Yep. Who is number three in your mind? I mean, I think it's I think it's definitely a more tough conversation now to have with Andrew winning a championship last year. Um, you know, it, it's it's certainly weird in my opinion. Um, I think this debate, you know, you'll get – if we're having this debate in 2014, I would say Pat um, – if you're having this debate in 2016, maybe 17, I'd say Justin for sure. Jaren. And, and now I think, well, yeah, Jaron's another one, but he just, unfortunately for him, he just doesn't have the title to show for it. Nope, and neither does Justin. But I think now, you know, I'd lean more towards Andrew. He's had a yeah. really strong couple of years. Um, certainly started off really rocky. Um, but he does have the championship to show now. Um Certainly with him, you know, when he's really, truly invested in it, he's top-notch, you know, top three. Certain, you know, he could make a case for number one even with him the way the way he was attacking last year. Um, yeah. So, you know, if I had to go top three, me, Matt, and Andrew would probably be the three that I would go with at the moment. I can make a case for any of them besides me and Fletch. But uh, <laughs> and I, I, think, I think I could make a case for pretty much anybody except, Maybe Fletch and like Jeremy, but and we love Fletch. We love Fletch, but man, these last two years have been pretty miserable years for him. Uh, just, like the, just like the uh, oh wait, he's a Saints fan. Never mind. 
<laughs> but I, I actually agree with you too. Right now, right now, I say it's Andrew. Yeah. Knocking on the doors is Pat, and I actually go Josh. I but, just, I don't, I don't know about Josh, man. He, he had that obviously first great year. Yeah, he uh, got unlucky last year, but but uh, the couple, but the couple seasons since, man, just, uh, I don't, I don't know. I know he had last year he had the high powered offense, but. You know, his own decisions kind of ruined him in the end. So, and then next year is next year is probably Jaron, Jeremy, and then Justin. Justin's Justin's starting to fade towards me at bunch, but uh, <laughs> I mean, he's got hey, the wins, but we'll see what happens. He's got the he's got no wins but no losses. I mean, it's it's tough concerning a guy great when all he can do is sit at five hundred. Yeah, he's got to learn how to get out of that hole. But uh, Paul, thanks for coming on. Thanks for being the first guest. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, having me on. Always, you know, fun to talk with you. Um, you know, obviously with, with Corona, you know, we've seen each other now a few times, you know, since summer's really revved up and everything like that. But I uh, really do appreciate having me on. I uh, really look forward to baseball, um, hopefully football at this rate. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, we'll take it day by day. And, uh, you know, and- for, you and, for you and everybody listening or, or watching, you know, I hope, you know, you guys are staying safe, staying healthy. Um, just wear your damn mask, would you? You can do it for the 15 minutes here in Walmart, and we can get through this together. Absolutely. And good luck against Jack in week one. Absolutely, thanks. Good luck to you. I don't know who you have, but... Um, I'm playing I, the old Kirk Ireland. Well, I expect to see you and Matt in the playoffs with me. I hope so. I'd love to see it. And somebody else. I don't know who. We'll see. Sam <laughs> Shields. We'll see you when this gets going. Sam Shields, my guy, Sam Shields. So. Yeah. Thanks again, Nick. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Well, thanks, Paul, for coming on. Uh, I'm just going to briefly talk about week one. We mentioned a little bit with Paul earlier. Um, let's get right into it with our game of the week. Game of the week right now is Kurt Ireland versus yours truly, the defending champ, Nick. Let's talk a little bit about well, – we're not going to really talk about me as much because I don't like talking about me. It's weird. Uh, but Kurt, you know, Kurt, he drafted uh, Bryce Harper at 10. And he drafted Kershaw at 15 and Pete Alonso at 34. Those were his first three picks. You know, Kurt obviously wants to go Bryce Harper, one with a superstar. Um, I, I think Kurt, Bryce Harper is a little overrated in my opinion, but uh, I think an interesting person to this Kurt Ireland team, this Kurt team that has lost in the playing game of the playoffs. He's made it both years in fantasy baseball. He's lost in the playing game. Uh, two years in a row now, and uh, I think a guy that really could be key for this Kurt Ireland team is Madison Bumgarner. We'll see what he does. Madison Bumgarner took him. Uh, I don't know what pick it was, but Madison Bumgarner, we'll see what he does. I think he's an interesting interesting player for this Kurt team. I don't know how he's going to do with Arizona. We will see. Uh, moving on, we already talked about Jack and Paul. Uh well, I've won two straight against Kurt, so and then Jack has won two straight against Paul, so and Paul's never beaten Jack, so we'll see what Paul does week one. Wish the best of luck to both those guys. And uh and we move on to the Johnny and Andrew game, and we talked a little bit about Andrew a little earlier. Um he got Jacob DeGrand, which I thought was a little bit of a slide eight, and had to kill my buddy Josh, who picked right behind him, because Josh only knows Jacob DeGrand, I think, is a baseball fan. He's a Mets fan, and so I think Getting Andrew getting the Gram at eight was kind of a kind of a shocker in in my opinion, um, but uh, you know Andrew got Arnado and Springer. He went all he went hitters after he got the Gram, and 
you know, I think we've talked about it, is Andrew doesn't really have a true closer. I think that could be the downfall for this team. You know, it's his first year in the league. We'll see how he does. It's his first time playing outside of fantasy football. So he'll make some magic, you know. He'll work some moves out. We'll see how he does. Uh, on the other hand, Johnny, your defending runner-up, who I beat in the finals, um, he fell asleep and uh, was hungover during the draft. So, But auto-pick, got him Christian Yelich at number three. So, And he got J.D. Martinez and Jose Ramirez. So. Auto pick, which I've noticed auto pick drafts mostly hitters, which is not the best for our league because you really want ace. But Johnny is, I think he's got a really good team hitting wise. I think he can make some moves. Zach Wheeler is his ace. I, 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 maybe Zach Wheeler has a standout year. We'll see what Johnny does to help that pitching staff. But, uh, you know, this Johnny Andrew matchup is a very interesting matchup. Their first meeting, obviously. Um, you got two Sankapal people. One's related to me. One is not. Andrew is not. Andrew is in China still. He's worked when he's played in China. It's worked. So we'll see how he does. He, it's worked when he's played fantasy football. We'll see how he does in fantasy baseball. Johnny, big year out of him. We'll see how he does bouncing back from losing the finals. So we move on to another matchup. It's the Sam versus Larry matchup. Sam Shields, my brother's college friend, and Larry, my college friend. So. And if you're Sam, I think experience has helped him in this draft. Um, he got Lindor at 11. He got Jack Flaherty, who I really like at 14. And he got Patrick Corbin at 35. So he won pitchers in the first three picks, I think. Um, he could use a little bit more closers on the team. But uh, as we mentioned before, closers, and you know, there's not that many in the leagues. And there's 12 of us. If you have three or four closers on one team, couple of these teams are missing closers, so we'll see how they do. I do really um I like I do like Taylor Rogers, the one closer Sam does have. Taylor Rogers of the twins is closer. I do like him. Paul I mentioned him earlier. Um I think Sam experience showed in this draft. Um I think he's gonna be another threat. I think he's got another threat. He never missed the playoffs in Jerry One Fantasy Sports in four seasons. So I think he's another threat. Downfall for Larry. I think Larry did an absolutely great job with his draft. I, I I was pleased with Larry. He got Strasburg at 12. He got Bregman at 13. He had the back-to-back last pick there in the first round. And then he got Blackman and Kentel Marte on the other way around. So, And then uh, he got Vladdy, Vladdy Jr. So I love Vladdy Jr. I, I really do. Um, he got a solid team. He really does have a solid team. I like this Larry team. The only thing I don't like about Larry week one, he's playing Sam Shields, a guy that he's never been. He's lost five times to him in five meetings. We'll see if Larry can turn the tables against Sam. It has not worked. Um, but, you know, this is a new season. This is a short season. Every game really means something. So, Next game we'll move on to is Matt versus Blake. Matt, my brother, and Blake, my college friend. Blake had a little bit of trouble with the count. He's good now. Blake did not get a good pitching team, but he did get some good hitters. He got Ron Okuna at four. That's um, he got I think Trevor Story at twenty-one. I'm trying to read my hand right here. And Starling Marte, my boy, at twenty twenty-eight. And he also got Chris Bryant back, who we had on his team last year. So, um, you know, obviously pitching is not there. I mean. This Andrew Heaney is his top top ace right now, but this is a Blake guy. 
who was number one in moves last year. He had 118 moves in an 18-week regular season last year, and I think that's counting playoffs too. So um, that was – and I was second in moves with 96. So, I mean, that's over 20 moves more than the second-place guy. I made moves, so Blake is not afraid to make moves. Moves are back available today on Tuesday. Uh, he had 104 – that's just a crazy stat. Blake had 104 moves than Tom. My college friend Tom was not in the league anymore last year. He had 104 moves than him, so Blake is not afraid to change up the team. I think he could find some some um, some key pickups throughout the season. I think he can really fix that rotation. Um, and I think Blake, had, you know, he, Blake was the number one C last year. He started off 0-3, but he won, what was it, 13 of the next 15 games. So, uh got that number one seed, so we'll see what Blake does in here, too. He's playing my brother, who's an interesting team. I think Matt drafted great last night. He got Scherzer at seven. He got Betts at 18, which was a surprise. A lot of people slipped on Betts. I don't know why. I think they're nervous because Mookie's talked about quitting. They got Altuve with 31, and then I, he got his boy Kyle Lewis in the last round, so I think he drafted a solid team. He's got closers. He's got a good pitching staff. He's got a good lineup. I think this is a Matt team that finally we can start talking about maybe championship with your own fantasy baseball because this is a Matt team that uh just, you know, it doesn't get the recognition because he only wins fantasy football. He did win fantasy college basketball, but, uh, but he needs to win another league. He's been in the finals twice in fantasy basketball. He's won a points championship in fantasy hockey. Fantasy baseball needs to make his name. He made the playoffs one year, 2018. Need to make his name. He'll play Blake. Uh, the two of them split last season. So, and then the last game is Fletch versus Josh. Fletch, Seneca Ball guy. Josh, my college friend. Josh drafted good. Um, he got Walker Buehler, which was kind of a surprising pick at nine. Uh, out of Josh, I'm not the biggest baseball fan in the world, but I think getting Walker Buehler, that's a nice pick. I like Clevenger at 16, and I, I like Bogart, his first hitter at 33. Uh, I love McCutch, McCutcheon, that's my boy, and then Musgrove at 177, McCutcheon was 153, Musgrove was 177, once again, Josh was one of those guys that just lacked the closers, I mean, he doesn't really know a lot about closers, so it's, I don't really blame him there, but, I mean, you can survive, it's not like I'm saying you're done because you didn't draft a lot of closers, but you can survive, and I think Josh can. We'll see how he does. He's got the toughest strength schedule, which doesn't help for a guy that was 2-16. and 16. He's got an 11-game losing streak right now. He's got to get off of that. And he's taking on a Fletch team that got Trout at 1. Probably would have got Garrett Gold if he wasn't an auto-pick. He got Freddie Freeman at 24 and Anthony Rendon at 25. So, loaded lineup, I would say. And he even added Manny Machado on the team, I think, in the fourth round. So, he's got awesome hitting. Um, Brendan McKay's his ace. And... Uh, you got Kyle Hendricks, who I saw pitching on TV on Sunday night. Um, didn't look so good. I'm not the biggest Kyle Hendricks fan, but we'll see what Fletch does. Um, Fletch and Josh. Uh, Josh has the head four to three when they've met only in fantasy football, but so these two are not. They know these. These two know each other, so we'll see how they do. Um, I think week one. I think week one. If you can get a win in week one, it is 11 days. Still seven maximum pickup. I think if you're going to win week one, I think you can really boost your confidence to get yourself started. I think if you can start 2-0, and 3-0, there's a really good shot, really good shot you got at the playoffs. So, and only four teams make the playoffs this year. So those are your matchups for week one. We talked about them all.
I just want to thank Paul for coming on here in episode two. Who's next? Who am I going to talk to next week? We will find out and see. But for now, I've been Nick Felice, and this has been the Jerry One Fantasy Sports Podcast, episode number two. Enjoy week one. We'll come back next week. We'll still talk week one, and we'll see how the matchups are going. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy Jerry One being back.